everyone, and welcome to what, I don't know, it could be possibly a somber edition of the Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, we're coming to you right after uh, two big conferences just made some major announcements on their, their football news, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, going forward this year. Uh, we're going to get into that uh but before we do, because um, we're doing this in real time, like they just announced this. Yeah, so you, you probably already know by the time you listen to the podcast. Uh, but well, I'm sure we're going to have some uh, some good stuff for you on the social media. I know you're already following us. So uh, let's get right into it and check in with the co-host uh, and see how you guys are doing on this Tuesday. Well, uh I mean, I think you're right. It's a, it's a somber day. I think that if any anybody who follows college football closely has probably been uh, – it's not just today. It didn't come out of nowhere, you know, probably since late Friday is when most people started talking about it. Saturday, Sunday, were really, you know, hot and heavy on Twitter and on Instagram and all over the social medias about, um, you know, drop offs and in, in conferences, conferences opting out of, of playing football. And, uh, and so now with the big 12, I mean, big, excuse me, big 10 and pac 12, uh, announcing they're not playing anymore you know i think that i i, I speak for myself i'm it's a it's a uh, really unfortunate and depressing turn of events especially what four days after releasing schedules <laughs> exactly yeah it's kind of the worst thing they got everybody's hopes up and then the the storms were brewing over the weekend and now we're recording on tuesday and the official statements came out that the big 10 and the pac-12 were out so we were talking about how the stadiums will operate. So college football will be operating at maximum 60% capacity in the fall with a three out of five conferences, potentially less. We'll discuss those going forward. Also, I apologize for the audio issues last week. My microphone was all messed up. Hopefully this one is a little bit better. Yeah. Sounds good so far. Um, yeah. So uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention, yes, officially the big 10 and the PAC 12 are uh, foregoing their, their seasons and they're talking about doing it in the spring. The PAC 12 went a step further and said, I think all fall sports, uh, like nothing is going to resume until January 1st of 2021. Uh, so a slight difference there, but, um, I should also add the, uh, uh, the Mac, uh, also officially announced that they weren't playing. So there will be no Maction action. This fall. I missed yeah. hearing action on the sports highlights. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this is just, you know, crazy. It's like, it's such a turn. It seems like a, I don't know, in a weird way, I'm not surprised, but it seems like a big turn of events from where we were, you know, a week ago. Uh, like you said, they released schedules. They said they were going forward. They had these protocols in place. Players had already been adhering to it. You know, there are no reports of anything coming out, but, uh, they're saying, you know, they've pretty much consulted with health experts and, uh, just, covid by itself but also you know just some some heart condition or health health conditions that go along with it or the risk with it uh also played into their decision uh so i don't know i definitely have my my thoughts on on that and just the you know the landscape itself how it relates to the sec but uh i don't know i'll go with you tommy it's uh i don't know do you um does it seem like there was like, I don't know if they got new information or if they just started hearing things after they made their first decision and, you know, kind of talked themselves out of it. Uh, but yeah, like, what do you, what do you think this means? Like, are, are they going to hold fast with it? Could they come back in uh, maybe later if, if, uh, if things slow down or like, do you think other conferences like the big 12 or ACC might join them? Uh <clears throat> I mean, I mean, there's some there's so many points and so many different avenues about this this decision. Um, yeah. First of all, I think that I, I think that this is a this this is a total reflection of um, almost two captains of the ship. You know, up until it seemed like up until the rumors started coming out and the uh, and then the eventual meeting where the Big Ten decided to pull out, it was all it, all the talks were between. Uh, conference commissioners and athletic directors, coaches, all that kind of, you know, that, that, the actual football crowd, the, the athletic crowd. And then when the big, uh, when the big 10 actually made their decision, if you'll notice, if you look at their, the, you know, what the press releases and everything in a 12 to two vote of the college presidents. And I think that's an important distinction to make. Um, 
you know, it, it's not, it's not as much as we want Scott Woodward to really be making the final decisions on whether we're playing or as much as we want coach Ogeron or, you know, as much as Ohio state wants Ryan day to make the decision, it's going to be the president and the uh, presidents of the universities are not as um, I would say it's, it's, I mean, I think it's fair to say they're not as uh, favorable towards football as the athletic department will be. And so, you know, it's almost, I almost think that it was kind of a cruel joke. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, why even send the, why even send the kids to, to uh, spring training or, or summer, you know, summer training and fall camp this whole summer at Ohio state or at Michigan, if you were just going to cancel last minute, it's a waste of their time, which I agree with. But I think that it's, uh, I mean, I think that the, um, and I, I forget who, who said this, I'm not, I, I didn't make this up myself, but I, I totally agree with it. There are so many, there's so much money involved in the, uh, in getting students to come to campus, you know, campuses are still open. Ohio state's still going to have classes. Um, and th- I think there's a significant portion of students who will, who would not come and would not have paid their deposits, which have already been paid. If the, uh, if Ohio state had said in, uh, March, yeah, we're not having football in the fall. I think there are a lot of people who would say, you know what, I'll sit, I'll, I'll stay home or I'll do online or I'll, I'll I'm going to go to, you know, co- community college for my first year or something like that, because, uh, it's just not really Ohio state if I'm, if I'm not having a football season. And so I think it's a, a very cynical move by the, uh, the university, you know, presidents. I don't think it's for health reasons. You can argue with me. Um, I think that I saw a really interesting point by a YouTuber, um, RJ young, who does a lot of, uh, Oklahoma. Um, he, he kind of covers Oklahoma, but he talks about college football in general. And he said that, you know, his point was, and we've talked a little bit about the, the aspects of players getting paid or whatever, his point was like, and he, he thinks that, you know, you can't have a season without the bubble and we can argue about whether the bubble works or whatever his, but his point is you can't have a season without the bubble the bu- and the bubble is possible. But in order to do that, you basically be decide, you'd be saying that these, that the players are um, valuable commodities to the university and not just students who happen to play sports. And if they're valuable commodities, then, then, and you're, sh- and you're showing that they have value by saying, we're going to invest as much money in the bubble. Then there's a, that adds to the argument that they deserve to be paid. And rather than address that and try to continue with a season, the, uh, you know, these, the big 10 pac 12 decided we don't want to touch that and we're going to just skip. Right, so I, some- I thought that was a good, a good point by him. Um, you know, of course I, 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 I think I disagree a little bit on, on whether the season can go on or, or not without a bubble, but I agree with them that, yeah, instead of, I think that, I think that it's been a trend that we've talked about on this podcast. And a lot of people said, instead of addressing the hard questions that come with this, um, they they take the easy way out, they're copping out. And, uh, I think, I think there are going to be some severe ramifications for the sport that we all love because of this. Right. Those are some really good points. And, yeah, all these universities, either public or private, I mean, they're supposed to be operating as nonprofits, I believe, and that's what they are. But it really comes down to a sort of business decision where the president or the chancellor, he's got to make that call. And he's got people breathing on his neck, the board of directors, board of trustees, and all that stuff to where is the risk of having this football season uh, where you could have a huge loss of reputation if your players get sick, you could get sued if the players get sick on your account. Um and then it does that outweigh the money benefits of the TV deals and stuff like that. And then I'm sure they've got people crunching those numbers and they've determined that, no, it's not worth it. So they're going to take the, the other way out and then delay a little bit longer. Uh, and then some schools like the SEC, maybe they think that, all right, we can still do this and it's possible. Uh, like we were saying earlier, the ACC and the SEC are still pretty much a go for this. And the big 12 is kind of on the fence, but uh yeah, it's just going to completely change college football at least for one year and probably for a lot more years down the road. But I, I don't understand why, with the whole risk thing, like if it's too if it's not if it's too dangerous to have players. Um, I, I mean, I think most people. If you, if you go to LSU for for if you go to any major school like an SEC school, a Big Ten school, whatever, take your pick, Power Five school, 
for any length of period of time, you know that the that the, the football player, football players are not um, they're not normal students, and I mean that, that is because they spend all, all you know every waking hour devoted to the program, going to practice. Doing, and I don't have a problem with that, but they also have a lot. Uh, they get a lot um, more benefits as players, as far as uh, you know, they have special classes, they have uh, special study areas, they have their own dining t- halls, their own dining halls, all of that, and so. If it's if it's not safe enough, if these if the, the statement that's being made is that this is for safety, if it's not safe enough for and let's just I know that LSU and and SEC right now is saying that they're going to continue to play, but let's just say because I know the LSU program the best, I'm going to use them as an example. They have the football ops center, they have their own dining hall, they have the uh, Cox um, academic success, whatever it's, there's an auditorium there where normal students go. But other than that, like it even says like, you know, you can't even use the bathroom. I mean, you can, I've done it before I've walked in, but like, you're not supposed to really, it's, it's, it says like student athletes only, you're not supposed to go in there and even use the bathroom. If they have, if they are basically quarantined to where they, they have all their own special areas in for the most part, and it's not safe enough for them to do that then why is it safe enough for me or Daniel or whoever as a normal student to go? So if it, I don't buy this whole, oh, it's about risk and we're going, we don't want to be sued because couldn't, couldn't I sue LSU if I go to LSU and I get COVID? You know what I mean? Like I, it, it, I think the logic is the same. Yeah. Is they, that they, they're, putting, sorry, they're putting people at risk. But yeah, to, to go off that, they, might be taken into account the the fan experience too because they say the safety maybe it's not just the safety of the players but by canceling the season they don't really have to deal with the problem of how many fans are in the stands how many people are tailgating that just probably won't be a thing and that way they won't have all those people getting sick they don't have to deal with people sending people's tickets back and and all that stuff i don't so, buy that th- i don't buy that either though because i don't think that i i mean obviously i would not be i would not be happy about it but if 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 it's no fans in a season or 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 no season at all, I think a hundred out of a hundred people, especially a hundred out of a hundred Ohio State people right now, would be would say yes. Bring us the no fan season. The fans, so, the players, and the coaches would. Yes, and exactly. I think the advertisers would still would, would too because then. Everyone would be at home watching this instead of people at the game or telling Everyone's going to be glued to their TV. The ratings would be, yeah, the ratings would be incredible. Hashtag, yeah, I, hashtag we want to watch. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, I think the issue, it's not just the safety because you could quarantine the players. But I, I think to, to order to, in order to make that fully effective, it's like these, you would have to have these players kind of like in their own bubble kind of like you would if they were on an away game or you know leading up to the championship you know it's like you got to have them on a on a curfew they can't go home on a bye weekend to see their family because you know there could be risk there you know they even though they might want to normally go to church uh you know that might be nixed because of the risk involved but in it i think in addition to that so yeah like you can't control the players lives unless you're going to say you know it's going to be a bubble but you know you all the teams have to be on the same level for that to even work. Um, but in addition to that, there's still stuff coming out about, you know, other health effects related to COVID that, you know, if the virus itself doesn't kill you, I don't know. Now they're saying that, you know, it supposedly it causes heart issues, uh, which is, I think, what scared the Big Ten a little bit because they, you know, there's what we don't know or what we don't know we don't know type of thing. And they just don't want to be culpable for something a little bit down the road. Now, what I think would happen with, you know, the Pac-12 and Big Ten stick in their decisions, and then maybe the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC stick with theirs, or they, they all join the ACC and continue to play. Um, I don't know. That could be fine and dandy, and we could all be excited, but, you know, something could happen after week two or three, and there could be an outbreak, and then, you know, they could all just get scared and pull the plug. And then when we think we had a season, boom, now it's over. So I, I think there's too much unknown for for anyone to blame one or the other about the decisions. So I can understand the health risk behind it because you can't control everything. You know, it's not a it's not a controlled environment with the players completely. But you know, the SEC is looking at these players, like you said, they've been going to all these uh, meetings and camps and working out together, and 
I know LSU had a, a small outbreak, but I haven't heard anything since. So perhaps, you know, they, uh, you know, they closed whatever loopholes might've existed because there really hasn't been an outbreak since. So if they can operate with that fashion and no, you know, no outbreaks happen, then I don't see why they couldn't foresee, well, we can just continue with the season because, you know, LSU and the SEC have talked to their health experts and I guess they, they feel like it's, it's possible to, to make it, make it happen. Um, but, you know, it's same with anything else. I guess we'll, we'll see what happens in a week or two. Right. I, I agree with you in that it's probably going to be a feast or famine situation for any conferences that do end up playing. Like if you do play, things could go real well. You look like a hero for keeping the Corona away. You get to rub it in everybody else's faces, like all oh, you big babies, you didn't play. And then, but it could go wrong. Like a couple of people will get the Corona, they shut it down, whatever week two or week three. And then it's like, oh, well, we made a big old mistake here. We should have been more cautious like everybody else. So I don't think it, things really kind of just like sputter along and then the season's over and then you kind of reevaluate. But somebody is either, somebody's going to come out a winner and a loser. Hopefully, uh, more on the positive side, obviously. I mean, I think, I think that it's clear that the, the real loser, regardless of whether SEC plays 12 games, 10 games, 15 games, 30 games, zero games, uh, the real loser right at, at this point, the real loser is college football in general. And it's going to be, this is, this is going to impact for the next for forever. I think, I think this is going to be something that impacts our college. When we look back 10 years from now, on why college football is the way that it is 10 years from now, it will all be because of this one season. Yeah. There'll be a, there'll be an asterisk right next to yeah. 2020, no matter what happens. Um, but I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting because the ACC and the big 12, I don't know if they've set a date for their announcements. Uh, it sounds like they all want to play. They're just, I don't know. They, I think they're trying to make the best decision. And it seems like they're all, you know, like when you were kids, you, you know, there was this one haunted house or, you know, someplace you weren't supposed to go. And it's like all the kids go and who's going to go first. You go first. I, I don't know. Let's all go together. Uh, and then somebody <laughs> goes, I don't know, guys, something's not right about this. We need to go home. Uh, I feel like that's how all these conferences are approaching it. You know, it's like before we wanted to make a decision and the SEC did. Congratulations. Now you just work towards that decision. Um, so I, I think SEC is just going forward and say, we're going to try it. We'll try it. And if it fails, Hopefully it doesn't have to be, oh, my God, what were we thinking? It could just be, well, we tried. It didn't work out. You know, this, you know, these two guys got COVID. Uh, we shut everything down, and they were fine. They recovered completely, and that was all the damage. Um, and then now you know. Uh, then you, I guess, go forward from that with no season. But um, we, we won't know until that happens. But the um, – I don't know. We – let's say – all these three, the big 12, the sec and the ACC do go for it. Uh, you know, there's still teams that want to play. Like there was something, you know, the team, two teams that voted. No, Ohio it was, a, it was Iowa and Nebraska. Um, Nebraska. Thank you. And they want to play. So who's to say that, you know, they, they wouldn't try and find, I don't know how that would work if they would just be a, a guest in the big 12 or the sec, you know, for a season, or they would actually have to join. I don't know, maybe they join and then unjoin. Maybe they enter the transfer portal for conferences <laughs> and then they transfer again next year after things re- hopefully return to normal. I don't know. Do you think that's that's even something that would happen to where, a, like, say, a, a school from the Big Ten would join the the ACC or the SEC? Well, I'll, I'll go to you, uh, uh, Daniel. What I don't know. Do you – there was some talk about it, you know, because now that this decision's been made, I think people are going to chew on it for a day or two and then they'll start to – feel in their gut what they really want to do if they're fine with their decision or if they want to like branch out what do you what do you think might have like do you think that's possible yeah I think it's perfectly reasonable uh we saw it we were talked about it last week with Notre Dame basically affiliating themselves with the ACC and saying they're going to play an all ACC conference schedule uh the rumors were that Nebraska especially uh said that if they didn't play they're going to try and jump and get out and go to a conference that'll let them play and so uh, i kind of like that attitude they're saying we're pretty determined about it you know those corn huskers they like their football but so i think i mean the logistics is more difficult with a conference of 20 or 24 teams whatever it may be than the, like the sec with 14 now but yeah i think they can come in to i think the big 12 would be the most likely for them but if the yeah. sec ends up being the lone ranger going forward then we'll take them and uh, that was the rumor that the SEC was also actively recruiting schools like that and 
uh, Clemson and Texas, places like those to join their conference. And then we'll, we'll dive into the, the mega conference idea here. But we see conference realignment almost every year in college football. This is really nothing new. The Nebraska used to be in the Big 12 before they left for the Big 10, and so they can flip-flop again. I think that the only thing, the only thing to keep in mind with, with uh, Big 12, with, with these teams going to the Big 12 or coming to the SEC or going to the ACC, is that uh, if the moment that Nebraska comes back to the Big 12 or Iowa goes to the SEC or wherever, um, that shoots complete holes through the, the fabrication of, oh, we're postponing, to, we'll play in the spring. Because unless, unless Nebraska said, we're going to the Big 12 and we're never coming back, if they said we're going to just go on loan from the Big 10 to, to the Big 12 for this fall because we're going to play, then they're not going to play in the spring. They're not going to. They're not going to play three three seasons in a row. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's 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 replacing the the spring is replacing the fall. So if they play in the fall, then they would just look towards the next fall. But like you said, it's like how do you? I don't know how they would jump out and then back in. That's that's what's weird. It, it, obviously, the Big Twelve is a, a natural fit for them. That's where they came from. Uh, I think I would be a natural choice for them. Also, then it would actually be a Big Twelve. Conference because mm-hmm. right Not now there's twelve only- with ten teams, and the yeah, yeah, exactly. with twelve teams. <laughs> exactly. So that would make sense. Uh, and then you know, who I don't really see a big difference if I was playing in the Big Twelve. Uh, it'd be weird if they were in the SEC or the ACC. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Um, Notre Dame seems like somewhat more reasonable to me than Iowa playing in the ACC, for instance. But I, I don't know. It's just so weird. But not only that, it's like what's even if these let's say everyone just stays put. In Nebraska and Iowa, it's just you know we're just gonna we're just gonna clean house. We're gonna work on stuff, train, whatever. Work, look for next year for the spring. Um, if the teams stay put, who's to say that the players would? You know, because mm-hmm. now that all these teams are taking different si- or conferences are taking different sides, uh, and especially with how how easy this transfer portal works, uh, who's to say that? You know, somebody in the Big 12 or Big 10 doesn't want to jump ship and go to a team that's going to actually play this year. Uh, first one that comes to mind, probably everyone's mind that follows college football, you know, as closely as we do, is Justin Fields because he just as easily transferred out of Georgia. So if Iowa State's not playing, and I hate, you know, using tweets as news, but he, you know, pretty much just tweeted, shake my head yeah. after this news came out. So you can tell he's disappointed. And everyone's looking at him thinking he's going to just up and transfer. I mean, it would make sense. Uh, it's, it's easy to do nowadays. I, I don't know that he would, but I, I feel like some people might. Uh, Tommy, do you think like there's going to be um, probably like a rash of, of guys trying to transfer out of the Big Ten or 12 if, uh, if, if they hold firm and don't, and don't play any fall football? I, I, I would imagine so if, if – the the question right now, you know, everything is like it's like a game of chicken because the SC and everybody says we're all going to we're all playing. But if the inside scoop is, well, you know, we're going to we're playing this week, but three weeks from now, maybe that'll change. Then you know, I think that I think that everybody's Justin Fields will know more. And it's, if 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 the SEC is going to is straight up, we're playing, we're playing. Don't worry about it. Then he's getting calls right now. If Ohio State is going to make some jump into another conference. He knows that now, like, you know, I'm sure then Ryan day has been on the phone with him since Friday saying, look, they're going to cancel the season. It's already set in stone and we're going, we're, we're going to, Hey, pack your bags. We're going to be playing in the South for the whole fall. So I feel like a lot of these decisions are already made. Um, or at least, you know, there's, they kind of have a sense of where everyone's going to go, but yes, if, um, if, if everything played out the way we think it is right now, I could totally see Justin Fields and a lot of uh, the top talent in the, uh, in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 transferring. The question is, will the NCAA allow them? Um, I think that a lot of people are saying they will because um, they made uh, eligibility immediate um, for transfers for the spring sports. So I don't think you lost any eligibility. You could, you could transfer and be eligible immediately if you transferred, um, because of COVID, uh, earlier. So it would theoretically be the same thing. So that would be kind of incredible to see. You think about a team like, uh, like maybe Tennessee or Kentucky, um, you know, 
about maybe like an Auburn uh, where you see, you know, a lot of these teams where the missing piece is just a quarterback, you know, Bo Nix is kind of, people think he's kind of a middling quarterback. Um, Maybe not the missing piece for like a Kentucky or Tennessee, but having Justin Fields on anybody's team is a huge upgrade. You look at the big 12, you know, there are some teams that could definitely use a quarterback. Um, So yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Do you think, uh, do you think, if, if, if anything's possible, do you think he would look at LSU? I mean, just looking at what Joe Burrow just did. I mean, cause he's already been in the sec. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind it. Do you think that would be possible or if, if LSU would even be looking? Miles Brennan, would, Miles Brennan would self-destruct if that happened. I, he's been I, feel like, I just feel like this is miles team. Miles's team. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if he, hmm. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know it, it's, it's to me, it's because uh, I don't, what is Justin Fields? He, uh, I think he has what, like two more years of eligibility. Well, he does, but he, I think this, probably this one. would be his, yeah. Yeah. He, he'd just probably work with one anyway. So it would just be one and done. So I, yeah, I would feel bad for miles, but I guess my, my thought on those is, you know, who does that hurt, you know, recruiting wise? Cause if, if Justin Fields say had two years left, you know, now TJ Finley's looking at waiting. Now whoever else, Max Johnson is looking at waiting. Peter Parrish already is transferring out. Uh, whoever else they might have gotten, uh, you know, and then who's to say next year there might be some other grad transfer or whatever that, you know, it's just, it's an endless cycle. So uh, I, I think, I don't think it would hurt their recruiting, uh, but it would just be, a, you know, I, I'm kind of interested. I'm eager to see what Miles Burning can do after being in the system, you know, this long with or with the team this long, this system, probably a year or two. Uh, I'm, I, I would, almost look at a team like, you know, think about Miami, uh, you know, Florida yeah. state, some, a team that's kind of on the, on the come up. Um, I wouldn't rule out Oklahoma. Uh, they have a good track record. Of, you know, it's like you, you say, Justin Fields, you want to win the Heisman <laughs> come over here. Um, if that's all you want to do, though, yeah, exactly. Like if you want to win a title, uh, I don't know. No, you could say, "Do you want to? Do you want to go to a playoff game and lose?" Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, he, he did that last year. He though. already did that last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, another thing that nobody will address that ever that everybody that that this spring this spring whatever charade is: Are we just going to postpone the uh, the one side of the playoff and say, we'll wait until May. And then, so we'll play the three, the three count, we'll say the, the big 12 sec and ACC are playing. And we'll say uh, LSU and uh, Clemson and uh, Oklahoma. Like we'll just say rehash of last year. They're, they're in the playoff and now there's one spot left. Are we just going to wait and let, uh, let Ohio, uh, Big Twelve, Big Ten, and Pac Twelve play, and then we're going to do the playoff in May. Because it that, but if because if not, then what's the point of these people moving to the spring? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if that was the instance, like if the SEC and ACC Big Twelve played in the fall and the other two in the spring, I think the SEC championship would kind of be the de facto national championship. And then so each conference do you think, play. Has this has the CFP even said anything? Not that I know it, of, well, but I was going to no. – go ahead, Scott. No, no, I uh, – go ahead. I'll, I got, I'll wait. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that they'll probably all each have their conference championships, and then it may even be like a thing how they used to do it where the AP poll, they basically like award just a national mm-hmm. champion, and then in all odds it's probably going to be the SEC champion that they say, all right, we voted you, you're the national champion, we'll send you your trophy in the mail. Um, and so that, that could be how it is because th- they won't like have the fall teams – hold over just like basically sitting there for four months waiting for the spring. No, I realize that. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just saying it doesn't make like the Mm -hmm. the spring thing doesn't make sense. And anybody floating spring is just a a, a moron. Yeah. So there could be basically like five national champions this year. Everybody will be getting a ring, but I don't, I don't see how you, if you have the spring, like how do you turn around and then and go back to normal in the fall? You can't, you know, it's like that, that year that uh, LSU had to play Florida twice in a row. And then we had to play them twice in a row at home because of the whole hurricane thing. Remember it just, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be a kink in the, uh, in the, in the, in the system. So I don't, I don't know how 
how you can play two seasons within you know six months of each other basically i just i don't think they they could take it unless you postpone the fall but now you're talking about pushing everything back unless they did like two really small seasons back to back uh and then just uh, but i don't know i mean that's that's a lot especially with their coursework now they have two seasons in a year um they're gonna be on the road for almost the whole year instead of just half yeah. i don't know how you do that i don't know why they think they're gonna do spring i would just cancel it or just say you know what we're postponing we're only going to do six conference games we're not going to start until october whatever and mm-hmm. and then just sit on it for a month i don't know but they said no we're just going to just do away with it so i don't know how well, you can Scott, you know, earlier you said do you think that there's any chance that they come back and i feel like this is a situation where it's like jumping in the pool you can't you know once you get wet once you're in the pool you can't get unwet you're not gonna you know you, you can you can't always go you can always wait and jump in you could they could have always waited and then cancel and played three games and cancel but once you cancel i don't think there's any going back right well as, and as far as what you were saying about the the college football playoff i don't think they've said anything other than what they said you know uh, a few weeks ago in that they're just still planning for their same time frame so if that means that it comes down to them picking four teams between the SEC, ACC, and Big 12, I think, you know what, we'll be fine with that. People will still watch. Now, yeah. well, you said if they come back. Now, what if, you know, after, let's say, uh, when's the SEC supposed to start? September 26th. Yeah, thank you. 26th, whatever it is. Now, let's say after game two or three or four, there's no issues, and the Big Ten goes – Oh my goodness, it's working. Uh, <laughs> well, hi, can we get going pretty quickly? I mean, you guys have been practicing, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to start our season on November 1st. We're going to play six games so that I, we'll have our championship game by mid-December. And, you know, we could be ready to pick for the playoffs. That's a, that's a long shot. That's a pipe dream. But like you said, if, what if they chose to come back? I don't know. I'd be a lot of scorned fans you know watching the sec as much as they hate them too uh watching the sec and acc duke it out for another title game you know sitting at home no less not not because their teams just didn't make it they just didn't even have a choice mm-hmm. uh, i think the north in the northeast would just uh they wouldn't know what to do with themselves but i don't know there was i saw something uh it was college football reddit they said sources you know these infamous sources that are out there said the the playoff might be looking at just picking like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma for like just a an abbreviated abbreviated playoff. You know, we're just going to hand backyard football. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, why them though? Like, why would you not give the reigning champs the shot? You know, why does it have to be those teams? I guess because those teams are the most consistent in the last few years. I get the selection, but uh that that'd be completely unfair and i don't think the rest of the college football world would recognize it you know because it's just it's ridiculous you can call it a tournament kind of like they do these uh basketball tournaments you know this invitationals or whatever i I don't think you could pass it off as a national championship that's you know because that's just ridiculous who would who would like what like i don't know who who would uh recognize it you know, like we would look at them like UCF. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the thing I had mentioned earlier. I think, I think it was 2003 when LSU won the national championship and the AP gave the national championship yeah. to USC. Yeah. Uh, the AP poll said like they claimed that they were like the legit national champions, even though they didn't even play in the championship because the the BCS, the, the almighty supercomputer crunched LSU and Ohio State in. And then everybody was saying that the real best team, USC, didn't even get a shot. So, I mean, it'll, it could be like that when they – they hoist their own trophies and then like you had mentioned UCF um, where everybody's, <laughs> everybody's celebrating something. Everybody's right. getting something. <laughs> right. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I think it's, this is the wild West right now. Um, this is just crazy. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, do we have something Do you have anything else that you wanted to. I, I just think that, I, I think that people are underestimating the impact that this is going to have for the future. And, you know, I want to find out, we didn't, we didn't mention this just because it's, you know, it's not, we, we normally talk, you know, power five uh, teams, but the, uh, 
the Mountain West and the the MAC. You did say the MAC, but also the Mountain West. They're not playing either. Yeah, no Boise State. How many of these? How many of these low tier uh, teams in that conference can sustain a se- You know, going without a season, a complete without a full season. I don't know, and I wouldn't. And it, it only takes a few to drop off and say, you know what, we we can't afford this anymore. We're we're done. Or I mean, remember when I remember when UAB. Um, you know, they, they just canceled their program for a few years. Now I think they're, they're back now, yeah. but if you, if you lose a few of these, a few of these teams, then that's a conference gone. And then if you lose a few of these, you know, if, and if that happens to two to one or two small conferences, well, then that's, then, then the conferences have lost, they're out. And so I think that, you know, everybody, everybody's talked about like the conference realignment and all that kind of stuff. I think we're going to see it, but it's not going to be the way that you wanted it. It's not going to be that, all the, the the talent coalesces and says we want to play the best of the best. It's going to be because some of these programs couldn't afford it anymore, and I think that um, basically because uh, a f- some college presidents got together and decided we're not playing any, any this year, we're going to see a huge change in college football that I I can't think it's going to be for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd seen some, this is just kind of theoretical, but somebody on Twitter was estimating that for the schools that don't play this fall, the hit they'll take in recruiting could be similar to how SMU felt after they basically got mm-hmm. the death penalty for the Pony Express scandal back in the 80s. Um, yeah, 80s. And they didn't, it took them 30 years to recover. Yeah, and they're still not even like that good. They've like had a couple of okay seasons, but yeah, so just it could set you, you back that long. In college football, though. Because who would want, like what star would want to play at a school that could potentially not have football. Uh, and they're like, they, they can't go to the games. They can't see the fans. They can't meet the coaches. It's like, why would you choose that over a team that's rocking and rolling uh, down in the sec? Uh, so that could just completely shift the dynamic. And then like Tommy had mentioned, just the, uh, the program status of these could be unsustainable for a lot. Well, and then also I think that, and, and I, I would say to all college football fans out there who are just kind of watching, watching and waiting, don't be surprised when let's, let's say everything happened um, the way that the way that it is right now, we, when we press the fast forward button and we get to July of 2021 and COVID is still around, maybe we have a vaccine, maybe we don't, whatever, but it's still around and people are still scared about the danger and everything. You know, I, I will not be surprised if throughout this uh, throughout this season right now, and then into the fall I mean, into the, uh, into the winter and, and coming up into the spring. In fact, sorry, being floated right now that people start talking about, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be playing football in general. You know, there's other health aspects other than, other than COVID. Well, there's COVID, but there's also the head trauma and there's also the, the, this, and there's also the, Oh, we're exploiting these college athletes. I wouldn't be surprised if we start talking about eliminating football. It's already been talked about on Twitter. I've seen it. I've seen these think pieces and these op-eds about it. And I, what, what better time to try to mount your campaign against, uh, against the sport of football and sport of college football than a time when uh, what 40% of the league, 40% of the sport is not playing. Right. And who's to say that, uh, you know, let's say the big 12 and the ACC, you know, just ultimately decide that they're going to drop out and that just leaves the SEC by itself. Um, don't expect the SEC to continue playing their games as much as we would love to just have an SEC season. But, um, uh, you know, if those teams backed out, you know, Greg Sankey, you know, was asked about this and he said, I don't think that's the right direction really. Could we? Certainly. I'm not sure that's the wisest, to sit, uh, the wisest direction. So that tells me if the ACC and the Big 12 ultimately back out, that the SEC is going to feel, I don't know, like pressured to not play as well because, you know, what are all these other conferences? What do they know that we don't? Or I, I don't know. It's like, they, they just, they wouldn't want to be the scapegoats, I guess. Um, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, each conference is almost like an infinity stone in Anthony Fauci's gauntlet. And if he got all five conferences to back out, then he would have the, all the power. Yeah. He'd just make the snap on football and I'd say, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be like the death penalty, except for all teams got it, except for instead of one. I don't. I, 
there's so many there's so many ripple effects that we can't even predict right now that will affect recruiting t- uh, talent right now coaching media advertising but i mean think about not even baton rouge is is one of the is one of the you know more unique um college towns in the sec and that it's more than a college town it's a state capital baton rouge will be fine now i mean it won't be as good as it is when there is a football season but if there isn't one baton rouge would be okay but a town but a town like starkville or uh oxford or auburn that you know that economy is based on football it's based on people coming in and visiting staying at those hotels going out to restaurants going to bars buying good buying merch all that kind of stuff you know and that's that's not just sec that's the entire that's all college towns really that that have major d1 d1 football programs so the effects we can't even i don't even think we can we can measure the effects that will happen um with this lost season i'm ready for once they uh cancel football entirely all the the big pro and college players that go over to China when they start their American football league, uh, start firing that up. They already did it with professional soccer. Like a lot of the like star soccer players are going to China to play for those big teams because they pay them so much. So all the American stars will be going over there because they got that big interest. They want to be like America. They're going to play football. I'll be cheering for the Beijing Tigers. Can't wait. 2022. No, stop it. Don't say that. Look, we outsource too much already. We can, we can outsource our products our uh, trademarks, but we are not outsourcing football. Shanghai Saints. Stop it. I, I, just, wanna, I don't even want to entertain that idea. I just no. can't believe also, I just have to mention it. If, you, if, you've been, if you've been keeping up with this situation at all, you, you probably notice it. The amount of, of college football journalists, college football you know, media personalities actively rooting against this season and giving every reason why it shouldn't be played, why it's a terrible idea, why we shouldn't be, is just astounding to me. Um, uh, talking about Ravel and his boys. I mean, Ravel, uh, Stephen A. Smith, um, I mean, so many, Ross Dellinger, uh, so many people. Just, there, but there was, uh, I saw something uh, Jacques Doucette, who, who works there, I think locally in Baton Rouge, right? Yeah, like, he, he does. Works for the, He's for the advocate, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was saying something. You know, I, like you said, the you know it's going to affect the local economies, but it's not just monetarily. It's it's you know football in Baton Rouge. Oh, he's talking about the spirit. Yeah, it brings a, yeah. it brings a new life to the town. Though that's that's absolutely true. You know, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you're you're new to Baton Rouge for what two weeks now, but I mean, you you've come a lot, and you've you know you've been basically lived there. The there is a total difference right now. It feels dead. Baton Rouge is dead. Two months from now, if this was a normal year, two months from now, the city feels alive. There's something everybody's got. You know, everybody's excitement. That Friday, that Friday feeling before a big game. I mean, I remember it. It, it feels electric. Walking around, I remember walking around campus. I had to do something. I forget what I was doing. Something with like student government or whatever. Walking around campus the day before the Florida game last year, it was electric. And and there's not. It's not like there's some some sort of uh, you know wasn't a pep rally or Joe Burrow wasn't, wasn't out there handing out snow cones, but it, everyone, you know, you can just feel that there's something, something big's about to happen and yeah, it'll all be gone. And I do have to toot my own horn a little bit. I did say in March when they canceled March madness, I was like, football is not happening. And right now I'm 40% right. We'll see what happens. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I said, I was, I said, I hoped I was wrong in March. I said, I hoped I was wrong in May. I said, I hoped I was wrong in June. But I just I think there's there's too much media out there actively working against this season. They want to see it gone. And right now they've got they're almost halfway there. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I said back when we first started talking about it, that everything would be cleared up by July. Uh, Definitely wrong about that. But I did think they were going to be playing football again in the fall. So right now, at least as far as LSU and the SEC are concerned, uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still holding steady, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Something could change in a week or two. Um, I really think it depends on the ACC and the big 12 because, uh, it, Greg Sankey pretty much said he's not going to go forward if he's the only, only conference doing it unless, I don't know, unless we p- play 
I don't know. Is there any conferences left? <laughs> the MIAC, the SEC MIAC for the <laughs> title? Give me Notre Dame. Give me BYU. Give me Army and Navy. The schools with no conference, we can play them. Ooh, that's right. Remember that? That's we said that a while ago. The uh, the Army Navy game said we're going to play this game no matter what. If there's no other games played, so uh, you bring up a good point. What if Navy and Army are still in this thing? You know, Notre Dame will hop out of the ACC, whatever suits them best. If they don't play, so it could it could happen. I will no. say. Um, I feel like, like as just as kind of an in an in note of my, there are I feel like there are two. I don't even want to say silver linings because this none of this is good. I'm not happy about it at all. But two things to keep in mind: again, if everything goes, you know, according to the plan right now, LSU <laughs> LSU is just eliminated. Forty um, percent of its competition without a single snap being played, as far as the playoff goes. So we're a little bit closer to repeating. That's that's kind of cool. Um, two. Now that there there, uh, you know, two conf, two Power Five conferences wiped off the face of the map. Um, that means that that LSU has probably a better chance to get one, maybe two game day games this year, if they do game day. So I mean, that could be kind of cool, I guess. Um, I I, I, I imagine that you know it'll just be an sec like an sec clemson texas oklahoma tour uh for game college game day just based on the the way that the schedules are going to be so georgia, georgia florida georgia yeah georgia florida you know what i mean like it's probably gonna they're probably gonna go around all the usual suspects in the sec and then touch clemson and touch texas maybe baylor but you know i don't foresee the wake duke game getting a game day um or the, you know, or the Florida State, uh, Virginia Tech game. So um, I guess that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, the Notre Dame fans are getting hyped. This is their best chance in a long time. Once all the conferences are dead, all they have to do is figure out how to play BYU. They'll beat them, and they'll be the national champion because nobody else will have played any games. Well, no, you could have a four-team playoff between the two military schools, the military academies, Notre Dame and BYU. And I bet Army would end up winning. <laughs> a triple option everybody i still i still am like bitter about when they almost beat michigan almost like two years it. ago and they, they fumbled the bag on it yeah you know i wish i wish the marine corps had a school and a team so that way that, that'd be the perfect playoff just do army navy air force marines and just that mm-hmm. would be your 14 playoff i think yeah, america yeah. would be okay with that every precaution could be taken to make sure that happens mm-hmm. uh pipe dream i guess but um yeah, maybe just Army, Navy, Air Force, and LSU. I think that was. Can I can I also say one thing? I know we're trying to wrap up, but I I also feel like um, we should have we should have seen this coming when they released those stupid face mask things, those big shields on the helmets. I mean, I I don't know if those are gonna. I I feel like that might be maybe LSU. Maybe they will. Maybe they will play in them. I don't know. <laughs> but when they were trying to put these plastic bags on people's heads and play football in them, I mean, I, I, I feel like that should have just been a telling sign. Cause I'm pretty sure Ohio state was like, wasn't Ohio state the first or Michigan. One of them was the, one of the big 10 schools was the first ones to unveil, like, look at what Nike made for us. And I feel like uh, we should have just said at that point, I don't know about this. I don't think that's going to actually, I think right. it's just stalking horse. Yeah, no, I I think what would only work, the only thing that would work better is, you know, when they come off the, off the field and they're kind of winded and then they get that oxygen mask, just give them that mask to wear under the helmet. I don't know where their own little self-contained breathing apparatus would go. Uh, that would change the game, but they could play. They wouldn't get infected. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, who knows? Um, do we... Did you send something? Is it breaking news? No, it's not breaking news. I oh. sent a picture of the BYU stadium, which is like one of the, like the the view of the stadium is these huge mountains right in the background. You can see it from the stands. I said it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a national championship there. Some people say it's like the best view, like out of any college stadium, but that's just a, a side note. Right. Okay. I, I didn't know if something breaking was happening that we could mention right now. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, 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 that looks beautiful. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that just might about do it for us unless you guys had any uh final parting thoughts 
Uh, the only thing we didn't really mention is that LSU defensive end Neil Farrell opted out for the season. So I think he's the first Tiger to say that he's not going to do it. He had cited some uh, some COVID-related health issues with his family, and he's a, a big old guy too. I think he's like 320 or something. So definitely more in the, the at-risk categories. So you can't really blame him, but at least one big-time Tiger is out. Hopefully the rest uh, don't necessarily follow suit, according to their own safety, obviously. But um, yeah, so hope everything is fine with him. Tommy, any last words? Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just <laughs> let's just kill it. Let's just kill it like that season, like the way they killed that season. <laughs> they took right. it out back and shot it. <laughs> like that one dude's uh, uh, TV after the Saints game. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I think that'll just about do it for us here on Talking Tigs. I would say, though, uh, just to add, add on top of your player news, uh, Daniel, um, Coach O was, uh, he gave a radio interview just to kind of update the, you know, the team. And he, in addition to near throw opting out, he actually told him, he said, yeah, do what you want, man, whatever's good for you. So uh, I think Coach O doesn't, you know, he's going to tell these guys to do whatever is best for them. And he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be mad or upset. It's, you know, it's their choice. And uh, I, I support Coach O for supporting that. Uh, he did say, though, that uh, Tyler Shelvin is, I think, uh, getting pretty close to getting back on track academically. He has, he's doing some more academics and extension classes, whatever, and uh, he's pretty much going to take care of that so that he can uh, get back into the good graces and uh, get back onto the, the team in, in good standing. And with that being said, we're going to – uh, we're going to hold it here and have some more for you next week, probably because I don't know who knows what the big T- big 12 and the ACC are going to say in the next few days. Cause that, that could probably determine it all for everybody. So until then stay safe, stay tuned. And we'll talk to you next time on talking ticks.